0: Ladies and gentlemen. It's the decades-long Sydney institution that puts sport front and centre. Oh, in 2023.
1: Absolutely brilliant. Here comes
0: the, Ready you now. This motley crew are taking another lap around the park, figuratively. They're not doing any more cardio than they need to these days.
1: Would you put your hands together? Iron together.
0: Woman, Candice Warner. Racing Royalty, Richard Friedman. And a self-proclaimed former soccer prodigy, Brendan Anakin. I The port of call for all the big names from every code. Triple M's dead set legends. So, welcome back. Yes, a very happy good morning to you, especially to one Candace Warner. Welcome back, my friend.
2: Thanks for having me back, but do you know what? What? I've got a bit of a bone to pick. With both of you Oh good yeah. stuff We're part of a team nah, this is how we want to And I know that I was in India But you probably thought I wasn't listening You weren't right. listening Uh-oh. And, Uh oh And I take particular aim To you Richard yeah, Freeman Who last great. week great. <laughs> Had a what's... dig at me I did have a dig and at then you And Woodsy Who filled my spot He doubled down on me <laughs> Now I would like you to know That I have been Brand ambassadors In my time But not as much as You my friend mm.
3: That's me She's so next time to. you want
2: to have a dig to me or about me behind my back is twice. It wasn't
3: behind your back. It was on the radio.
2: Yeah, but I wasn't here to defend myself. No. And no one defended me. Uh, I defended <laughs> no, you very didn't.
0: occasionally and when it suited me.
2: Moving on. Not in so that. So I'm, I'm fired up. I'm fired up today, Richard. Okay. But you can see How's that. How's the book going? The book's going well, thank you.
3: No, that's good. Congratulations.
2: Thank you very much. And I've got a copy for everyone today.
3: Thank you. Yeah, is that included? Not that you're going
2: to, not that you're going to read it. you will probably just give it to your beautiful wife to read,
3: and she will fill me in on yes. what is in or, the books. Yes.
2: Yeah, I, it is also on audiobook. So if you want to listen right. to my my beautiful voice every morning when you're going to do some track work, then um, how
0: long did that take to record your audio book?
2: About three days. Wow! Um, which I I, I kind of, massive I, I'm amount a, of work. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> It's a lot of reading, so anyway, if you want to be put to sleep, it okay. either. No, I was supportive of the book. I, I, think, I'm it's very supportive. I think it's great. It's fantastic. Gonna, yeah, thank you. We're going to have a chat about your week,
0: actually, because it's been, it's been whirlwind and um, oh, a bit heavy at times. For it has you.
2: been heavy, but is it going to be supportive? Because of
3: course it is. It's always supportive to with it, me
2: to my face. Of all well, with-
3: <laughs> well, the stress that you've been under the last week with the launch of the book. Mm. You're worried about the brand ambassador thing. Yeah.
2: Well, because I, I consider you a friend, and I don't expect friends to go behind my yeah, back. Yeah,
3: it's you, pretty I low. I don't mate. believe
2: I mentioned your name. Well, I'm pretty sure it might have been Woodsy. It was implied, it and might you have can been You
0: can see this grievance up on our uh, Instagram oh, page, right. Triple so, M Sydney. It's there. Fire
3: it up again, Brenda. Well, I did
0: uh, <laughs> I did mention uh, rode microphone, so I'm doing a bit of an ambassadorship for. Oh. Uh, they did comment on that. Post as well. It said, "Can someone uh, screenshot this and fax this to Richard as he's living in the past?" <laughs> bit of fun, Ooh. bit of fun from Roadmikes. Let's move oh, on. That's not bad. Yeah, it's a like good stuff actually. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. That's why I love them. A <laughs> hey, uh, Jason Demetrio <laughs> joining us after 11 o'clock. A huge wind of south. So they sort of broke their bunny. Uh, they'd lost well, what ten of the last eleven against Penrith uh, before Thursday night's clash, and in. Yeah,
2: that's in the past now, isn't
0: it? Th- that's what I mean. Yeah, fax it to him. That <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Good stuff.
2: Richard's uh, on fire this morning. Uh, yes.
0: Ryan Girdler joining us shortly as well to unpack both of those games and very keen to know or oh, hear what you think about the Jack Whiten saga. Could be coming to South Sydney. Looks like it's is. over the line. We'll I hope he is. Get to really? it in the next half an hour. Yeah, I know. He's pre-
3: they t- prepared to take less well, money to go to South too.
0: Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, it does yeah. doesn't it? I mean, interest. I mean, I'm still interested
3: to hear what you have to
4: say. Yeah. Okay, but now
2: more so, Jason <laughs> Demetria, yeah. after
3: eleven, because a hundred to one, the answer there <laughs> about
4: getting one. <laughs> Candice
0: Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Deadset Legends. Deadset Legends, Sydney's 104.9, Triple M, Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, Brendan Anakin, uh, our next guest, working overtime, he called uh, the Eels Broncos last night, which we'll touch on in a second, he's on the Saturday Scrum after midday, as well as the Footy Talk podcast, which you can grab at lunchtime today, every day, uh, you can listen for free, it's on the Listener app, it's my childhood hero, it's Ryan Girdler, good morning Ryan. Good morning
4: guys, good, good morning.
3: Great to have hey, you Rich, on. Hey Candice. Hello. How are you guys? We're good. We want to start with That's Thursday good. night. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, it's okay. What a match. Yeah, yeah. I've moved on. Really? <laughs> what a, what a, Come
2: on, Gerds. What a match. I oh, mean, e-
3: even if you even if you support, you know, the penalty, yeah. you support the Panthers. They played fantastic footy, and and it was only a matter of five strides with the ball in Cody Walker's hands that he got that pass off for the last try that that cost the Panthers the match.
4: Was it just impossible not to be invested in that contest regardless Mm. of who you supported? Like just in relation to, you know, loving the game, just watching that contest and some of the personalities within the contest and then the swagger. And I don't know, you know, I know you're a a funny girl, but I mean, the look of, of Latrell, just everything he did, he just had intent written all over him. What that does to his teammates, what does that does to the fans out there, and and what it did to the opposition in the end. I, I thought he played a, a huge role in just you know making uh, that 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 little bit of a hoodoo that that was now sort of being created between the two teams. They only won one one over their last ten or eleven games, the rabbits. That's and, not
0: little Gertz. That's a
4: massive Yeah, I, I, it, it was psychologically. I think that was a, a, a massive um, building block for their season. Yeah, and I think uh, always question their intensity you know for long periods during games south sydney they're just such a talented side they come in and out of games and that's usually good enough to win it for them but when they they meet that quality opposition sometimes they don't stay in the contest long enough well they proved to everyone the other night that they could win a game against quality opposition in the the 78th minute and i think the confidence they'll get out of that will just you know springboard their season.
2: I want to talk to you about Cody Walker because with, with everyone's starting to talk about um, the Origin team. Mm. Now, they mention Luai. They talk about Nico Hines. Why aren't we talking about Cody Walker being potentially part of that team when at the moment you'd have to think he's he's up there with the best, if not the best? Yeah, totally, Yeah, look,
4: it's, so, it's such a complex one. There's, I, I just don't think, and even for the Queensland side, I was having a look at some of the ex-Queensland players Uh, who were talking about their Queensland time, and some of the origin quality players that are going to be left out of both squads this year, I don't think I've seen another season like it. You just speak about one position, but then you you talk about guys like Campbell Graham and Tony Staggs and Dylan Edwards. Mm. I mean, honestly, the list goes on, so there's just a plethora of talent at the moment. We've got a lot of teams in good form early in the season, which means a lot of players are in good form early in the season, which means... If you're a selector or a coach for one of the origin teams, it's going to be a, a great problem to have. But, yeah, there's going to be some headaches and there's going to be some talent left on the sidelines, unfortunately. And I think Cody's probably going to be one
3: of those guys. Well, is is I mean, Cody's been a bit of a firebrand, hasn't he? And and that's probably sticking in the, the minds of, of selectors. But the last, I don't know, the, or maybe all this season, I've hardly seen any of that. All I've seen is brilliance. Yeah, he's
4: um he's been really controlled there's been a couple of moments throughout the year um because they you know they haven't been probably playing at their best every game so far this year there were some frustrating times for him early in the season and it was just sometimes you'd watch him and you go oh it's just the moment where he just loses the rag and all of a sudden you know it becomes a real um, detrimental part of uh, his game and 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 how it affects the team but he's held it together and i think that's just a sign of obviously his maturity and he just now understands his importance to the team to to keep, you know, keep it all together in those crucial times during the game. But sometimes it's in his best interest. It's great when he plays with that emotion as well. So he's just got to get that right. But, yeah, he'd do a great job for New South Wales. He's been there before. But I just think, I just I don't know, Luai's done a good job too over the last couple of years. But we get to see Nico Hines play this afternoon and Dalian player of the year last year. And, gee, he's a guy, I just he just goes and gets things. We've seen that for the Sharks over the last couple of weeks. He makes things happen. He's got a bit of a monster sort of quality about him, and I just think he's right for origin.
0: And before we move uh, on from that Panthers game, this is just a yes or no question. I do not want you to extrapolate on this. The penultimate try to Latrell Mitchell, was that a knock-on? Remember, your opinion doesn't change the game result. <laughs> Um, yes or no? no oh, that. that's wrong. Uh, but let's unpack last night's game. The Broncos, twenty-six, sixteen 26, 16 victors over the Eels up in Darwin. Uh, the Broncos were clinical in that first half. Uh, they were all pissing sweat. <laughs> there were bang average conditions up there. There was a monsoon at some point I've been, yeah. uh, I'm obsessed with outside backs. I love my m- running backs and all that sort of stuff, but I, I really paid attention to Payne Haas last night. My God, he should be earning upwards of one million dollars at the Broncos. He was incredible.
4: Well, I'm glad someone was paying attention to him because the Eagles middle weren't I just it run,
1: <laughs> run
4: through. It was, oh, I guess, when you come up against a side like the Broncos at the moment that have you know so many strike weapons, you probably get a little bit in the in the lead up, you probably get a little bit confused as to who you need to take care of. And I thought the focus was probably on the outside backs and Cobbo and Oates coming back in and trying to stop their early part of their set so they wouldn't get momentum, but Yeah, gee, when those um, Carrigan and and Huss and Flegler um, got into it and rolled the sleeves up in the first half, the game was over. It was done. And then we saw, you know, a couple of incidents later on in the game that just still confuse everyone. And unfortunately, we've got a bit of a a situation with the hip drop tackle. But other than that, yeah, they were clinical in the first half. They did enough to sort of put the result beyond doubt. And then they just coasted home. And Parramatta had a couple of looks here and there. But, yeah, they were well off the pace last night.
3: Now the other there's lots of good matches over the weekend still to come, but the, the one that interests me most is the Storm and the Warriors. That looks like the, the the good matchup for the rest of the weekend. What do you who do you like there?
4: Well they do a great Anzac Day down at um, in Melbourne and unfortunately over the last couple of years, uh, the Warriors just sort of, you know, haven't played their part in the whole day out. You know, it's been a great service and a great ceremony. And then I think last year the, the storm beat them by sixty points. So we've got a different Warriors outfit. Um, going down there on, on on Tuesday and they've got the news now that they've just signed Roger Tuovas back, back from the kick and clap guys. So um, that, that'll that be a boost for the club and, and they're in great touch. Um, Who do you like? Gonna be, I think that's going to be a great game. I'm going to go with the home side. They get big Nelson back. Munster goes back to six. Mooney's yeah. back at one. That'll help them. But I think
0: it'll be a great contest, Rich. All right. Well, uh, Gerd, all the best today. We'll catch you from midday. I believe Isaiah Yo from uh, from the Panthers yeah. joining after midday. That'd yeah, be yeah. great. Do you want me to get his autograph for you, buddy? Thank you. That'd be no great. No problem. Thanks, Gerd. Really? To Brenda. To yeah. Brent, to Brenda. <laughs> To, yeah, two Brendo, love, Isaiah.
2: It's a bit, you're, okay. a bit
0: huh? you're a bit sickening. You're a bit
2: sickening about this. No. Gerds
0: knows, he's known me for 10 years. He knows I get like this. That's fine. He's fine with it. He's he's, he's cool with it, I little, think. It's a little bit yeah. creepy. Nah, yeah, but... he's fine. He's fine. You're fine, Gerds. No, no, it's, no, it's not Gerds, it's creepy. It's,
4: it's I'm not as bad as Brendo. It's just, it's just block. It's just, he's just one of those block guys, you know? He just blocks. Send your message, block. <laughs> yeah. follows you on social media, block. Cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan.
2: <laughs> your new nickname's Blocker. Yeah,
0: good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good on you guys. We'll uh, catch up soon.
4: Thanks, guys. Okay.
0: And
5: overnight, you'll hear
0: it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. This is it. This is the news of the week. This has been dominating headlines everywhere. The Rabbitohs reportedly are in the box seat to win the battle for star playmaker uh, Jack White and Signature, come from nowhere, beating the Raiders and Dolphins, set to take a million dollars less over four years just to play at the Bunnies. That must be an incredible coup for you.
2: Absolutely. So he met. Uh, he had a formal meeting at the club yesterday where mm. they showed him the club's new headquarters. So they've moved from Redfern from they now at Marubra. And a look into their premiership plans, he met with Chief Executive Blake Solly, Head of Football Mark Ellison, and obviously Jason Demetriu, the coach. Um, now, his manager, Matt Rose, said money isn't the only driving force. Matt also looks after, I think, Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker. So there's that connection. But we have to say that Whiten also met with the Dolphins on Thursday, where mm. they um, where he flew to Brisbane and they made their pitch. But I think knowing the relationships and um and and the friendships that he already has at the Bunnies, I think that sounds yeah. like he may be going there. Yeah,
3: he's quite friendly with Latrell, isn't he? They yes. sort of got to be chummy when they were playing rep footy together, and probably played you know a lot of rep footy together over the years. But um yeah, look, I I, I, I can imagine that he's been at Canberra a long time. Canberra have probably underperformed for most of that time. The premiership window is shut. Yes. You would have to say. Yeah, I'd say so. And he's getting to the age where he thinks, I've only got a few years left in, mm. in the game. Why, why don't I play somewhere where maybe I can win a premiership? He's probably made a lot of money. Maybe money's not that important to him. It's well, extraordinary as that may seem. Well,
2: his manager did say that money isn't the only driver. Yeah, but they the all say. That. Yeah, I know. But if you're going to be taking a little bit less, but you're, not guaranteed a premiership, but your million book-
3: dollars is not a little bit less. No,
0: but that's Man, a, man a wants a premier, premiership. It's quite it's quite clear. He wants a premiership. He's also is, uh, is I a
2: mean,
3: premiership ring worth a million dollars to him? It is. Would oh, it be, do you mean would could it be he sell to it? You? Do you, would you it mean be could he sell it on eBay? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you're,
2: you're, you're <laughs> maybe he. he maybe he, <laughs> yes, money is great, but when you're looking at your whole career. And you look back and it's the only... You might have all this money in the bank, but it's the one thing that you don't have. I'm sure it would be annoying. I'm sure it would be frustrating.
3: Would it be frustrating enough to forego a million dollars?
2: Well, obviously it is. Would and it be you? you've got for to take you? your hat off to him. Well, I'm not... I don't play in the NRL.
3: Well, no. That's... You know exactly what I mean. Well, what? With, 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 with some well, accolade, can I, can I some prize, tell you? David's some David's taken trophy. unders
2: in a hell of a lot of things just to be with certain teams. So... A lot of players do it. Yeah. Okay. You're
0: going to see a bit of it yeah. at Penrith as well for, for some of those blokes to stay together. And also follows the news that he's retired from representative football immediately. And considering, like, you'd have to consider if he's gotten the tap on the shoulder fair, you wouldn't think he's gotten the tap on the shoulder, so he really wants a premiership. Yeah. You know? Uh, Sam Walker has been cut from the Roosters as halfback for their Anzac Day game. Uh, Joseph Manu moving into five-eighth. Luke Curie in the 7. That's probably fair, to be honest. I mean, he hasn't been performing the last couple of weeks. Back to reserve grade.
2: No, and we've seen that even with South when they dropped Lockie Ilias, um, I think it was last year.
0: Came back firing.
2: Yeah, came back firing. So it, it does happen. Uh, but I think it's the comments from his father, and Uncle, which was um, Ben and Shane Walker, mm. that's probably that were directed at Cooper Cronk, who looks after the halves and that at the Roosters.
3: It's kind of not their place to get involved. I agree. Think. Is
2: and, it? Is it really? You know. And you sort of think, how would that? That they were both coaches. I'm not sure if they're still coaching, but how would they like it if it was the other way around? Yeah. You wouldn't want someone else's father in the media saying, no, the you, "Coaches aren't." You, you, up you to might, scratch. at
3: the very most go and yourself, one of the uncle or the father, go and have a, a chat with the coach and say, look, you know, I, I, can you explain to me what what's going on here? Or to Cooper Cronk or someone like that. But don't get it in the media.
2: And no. especially, I mean, he's played 52 NRL matches, 48 of those were in the halves, um, but he's only 20. He has such a long future yes. ahead of him. And I think Quite comments right. like this just put so much extra pressure on him.
0: And over to the EPL, the sporting world's been left divided over an ugly video where a little girl appeared to be completely ignored by Arsenal players. Now, this is one of the mascots that come out with them at the start of the game. And Arsenal said, oh yeah, but they had other interactions. Well, this is the one that was filmed and the video is pretty incriminating.
3: So, I uh, yes, nah, you know, not not good, not good. But no. uh, one player, one kid, is that Arsenal? It was all the players as they went by. Mm. They all ignored the one kid? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah.
4: pretty bad. <laughs> Is it that? The one
0: kid. (laughs) The one kid. and she's Well, there are other kids there. And I've got a daughter like a little bit younger than that and she's just looking at them for like, please acknowledge me and there's no
3: acknowledgement. Did they know they had to acknowledge her? Did they
2: know know she was there? Yeah. Would that not have been someone's job prior to the game to say, listen, there's going to be a little girl there, please, she'll be on the right-hand side? Maybe they didn't know that she was there.
0: She's in front of them holding out the jerseys and they're signing it. Didn't look at her.
2: Okay, so that's rude. That is rude. That is inexcusable. As I
0: said, the video is quite incriminating. Got me thinking, what
3: happened when you met a sporting legend? That's a bad experience. That's a bad experience. That's a bad
0: experience.
2: I,
3: I I've met quite a number of sporting legends. I've found most of them to be fantastic. In mo- you know, nearly all the time. But I did meet oh. I did meet Mia Friedman one time. And who who I thought and I do think it's a very nice and very successful lady. And I said to her, and she won't remember this, but I do. I said, ah, I've been wanting to meet you. I, I really admire what you do. And my name's Friedman too. And she just looked at me and said, that's nice. Oh. <laughs> so that
2: was wow. The last. That was all... Didn't she take you down? <laughs> she just, I just stood
3: there like a dick. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wow. More so, so than lost, <laughs> Exactly. You were lost for words. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's massive. that's don't what about feel you,
3: about I don't feel any... You know, animosity
0: towards her. She was busy. Well, let's hold our power because I know you've got one as well, Candice. I do. 13353, we want your stories right now. What happened when you met a sporting legend? Taking your calls on 13353 right now. Our favourite caller today, uh, getting a $100 thanks to Red Rooster. There's a bit of everything in every Red Rooster mega box. The Rooster's calling you to try a mega box at Red Rooster today, asking you what happened when you met a sporting legend after the Entire Arsenal team over in the EPL ignored some poor little girl, just wanted her shirt signed. They signed the shirt, but they ignored it. That's rank. It is rank.
2: It's, it's not good. good.
0: Let's take your calls on 13353. Jade, uh, first of all, is it positive or, or negative?
5: Oh, look, unfortunately... Oh,
0: no. no, one? I, was
4: a
5: mass- I was a massive cricket fan. Yeah. And uh, I-, I had just finished playing cricket in the morning Mum took me to some retail shop in Reesby and, you know, as a young boy, I really didn't want to go shopping with my mum. I'm standing outside just waiting for her and who walks past my cricketing whites who walks past me? Mark Wall.
0: Unreal.
2: And I
5: was starstruck and I was like, Mark Wall, oh, Mark Wall, can I have your autograph? And he
2: walks past me, and he says,
5: "Settle down,"
0: and he just kept walking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Junior, Sorry. Junior, that is. Look, when we look. speak to Junior, because often we speak to him, we're going to have to bring this up. <laughs> that's funny, though. <laughs> oh. Settle down. Hey, in in his defence, were you being too eager?
5: No. Oh, look, I mean, I was seven years
2: old. I, I didn't
3: really know what. <laughs> the to question start. stands: Were you being too eager?
2: Oh, that's oh, brutal. I, 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 How think, can a seven-year-old was...
3: be too eager? <laughs> They're all eager. <laughs> Junior would never do that now. No, he wouldn't. He I've would got a seven-year-old daughter, now. and
2: this breaks my heart. Oh. I'm sorry. Don't
3: don't, don't hold it no. against him. He's all a right. different man now. Oh, I'm crying too, but I'm laughing. <laughs> uh, let's go.
0: <laughs> Paul from Winston Hills. Uh, what happened when you met a sporting legend? Uh, g'day, guys. Um, it was way back when um, Jeff Bennett, with his heyday, with his, all these world
5: titles, and then on uh, a Sunday night at Jemoyne Rowers. So I used to have a band on every Sunday night. It was from about 7 o'clock to 12, and... I walked in and I
0: saw Jeff Braddock with a group of his friends. So I just walked over and tapped him in the shoulder. And I'm, uh,
5: I'm Maltese heritage, like Jeff. And I tapped him and he turned around. And I said, oh, Kofenti.
2: Tell
1: Yeah, are you? In Maltese means hello. And he he looked, turned around and I said, um, I'm, I'm Maltese like you. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what you've achieved. And he just grunted and turned his back on me. Oh, no. And I stood there and I went, you're kidding.
5: And to this day, I've
3: just. Got no
5: feelings towards him because that really hurts.
0: Oh, well, oh.
3: you might have frightened him, you know. Blokes coming up behind <laughs> Jeff, tapping him on the shoulder
2: not might all, be a frightening experience for him. Not all Maltese him. people are like that. No, 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 Jeff's not all, like
3: that either because no, I've that. met Jeff a number of times. He'd been nothing but a gentleman. Nothing
2: but a gentleman. not to Paul. No,
3: <laughs> well, you know. But listen, all these years you've been hurt, Paul, what about this?
0: This will uh, fix those wounds. $100 to spend at Red Rooster. What do we think about that? <laughs> Oh, well, my stomach's starting to get a bit hungry. Yes, that'd be great. Thank you. Unreal. We can't get it to you that quickly, but thank thank Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a bit of everything in every Red Rooster Mega Box. Brought to you by Red Rooster Mega Boxes. The Rooster's calling you to try a Mega Box at
3: Red Rooster today. And, Jeff, if you're listening, this was all Brendo's idea. (laughs) It's the Dead Set Legends (laughs) on Sydney's Triple M.
0: Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin. The
3: Triple M Dead Set Legends. Do you want me to tip now?
0: Uh, no, we're going to get to your tip in just minutes. Okay. We need to unpack this. Because I'm eager. Ah, <laughs> what's that? That's the hardcover edition, which I've been gifted, of uh, Candace Warner's new book, Running Strong, officially a published author. Congratulations. Thank
2: you very much. Yes,
0: congratulations. Thank you. It's been a busy week. I caught you on Monday. You were running around. You haven't stopped really all week.
2: It has been a busy week, um, promoting the book and, and just chatting to everyone, but it's been really good. It's been received well and, and everything's been positive so far. So, yeah, loving it.
3: You covered a lot of aspects of your life in this. What was the most asked question when you were doing interviews this week?
2: Oh, I think basically everything.
3: No, no, no. no. You know the most asked question. You would have you, you would have this. No, file. no,
2: honestly, they were all because every, whether it be radio or TV, everyone sort of asked Basically, the same four questions.
3: Okay, what were they?
2: So there were four. So there was probably the, the two thousand and seven or eight incident. Which the,
3: incident? We know the you she's know talking incident. You know the incident. We're talking in about. It's in your book. So. Yeah.
2: Well, the incident at Clovelly Hotel. Yes. So there was that. The there, one that was
3: incredibly unfair to you. There was that. Very yeah, much so.
2: There was um, how I met Dave, and how um, how did you meet Dave? What we originally met at the Beach Road Hotel after a city to surf. What was his
3: What was his? What was his initial approach? I want to know his... No,
2: it wasn't... No, that's not what, how it happened. So oh. originally it was, I'd finished the race. He was there with his girlfriend at the time and a mate and my, well, I was with a group of friends and my friend was like, oh, you should meet Dave. He's doing some great things. He's from your area. And so it wasn't like you should hook up or... Be together. It was yeah. like you should meet someone from your. Was he
3: charming from no, the
2: jump? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was uh, a real
3: prick. Yeah. Yep.
2: He wasn't very nice at all. And I walked away thinking. What, what, what did he say to you? B- basically nothing. He did what um, Jeff Benick did to that. Just person, ignored you. Basically him. grunted and, and was like, uh, he, and, you yeah. know, so that, that was about it. So that's. And you our, found
3: that attractive?
2: No, it wasn't until a <laughs> no. few years later right. that I um, saw a documentary on him and then I contacted him and said, this is unreal congratulations, you're doing some great stuff. And and then it, the rest was history. So that was another one. Obviously, the um, the reaction after South Africa in 2018, yep. that was another question that I'd have been asked. So I, you know what? I'm an open book now, literally. Unintended. Um, and I've always been a very honest and open person. So, yeah, I, I basically cover everything. Happy to just let the book speak for itself now, right? Well, yeah I, yeah, I think so because it's not just about all those things. It's so much more than that, this book. It's about trying to inspire young girls, young women um, to also uplift them If because so many people struggle out there in silence. So many people go through so much, had been judged without actually knowing facts. But it's about trying to, um, you know, when you get knocked down, how you get back up. Mm. Does it frustrate
3: you? you? Does it frustrate you that probably the, the as you said one of the most asked questions about the Sunny incident? Yeah, it's such a minor part of what you've achieved. You're know, like compared to what you've achieved. That's a, it's I, such a nothing.
2: I think now that like I've been with David for ten years, and people forget that prior to David, that I was a professional iron woman and hmm. I had achieved what I had. And um, so people, I think, just know me as David Warner's wife but there is so much more to me than that there's yeah. so much more to um to my family than those certain incidents or scandals if you if you call it that so it's it's really nice to get to get things out there and to write a book also for my daughters who are too young now but and at some stage will be old enough to read it and to to see you know to read about mum in my words without any interference or interruption so i think that's really lovely as well
0: it blows my mind that you still have to talk about it but I'm happy that you do get to talk about it now because you didn't for so long. And I didn't know things got so heavy. You know, yeah. you, you contemplated taking your own life, which Absolutely. was...
2: Absolutely. It was, Um. it, it got really bad. Oh, and it, we're it, talking about 16 years ago. 16 it,
3: years, Richard.
2: I know. And we're still talking uh, about uh, no, it. And you know
3: what? What I see in that incident is a young girl at the pub, getting, correct me if I'm wrong here, yep. and I haven't read yep. the, the chapter in the book. Yep. And he won't. A young...
2: <laughs> but <laughs> his wife might... My... Sorry, go
3: <laughs> Young girl at the pub had a few too many drinks, there's a good looking footy star there. Have a kiss and a cuddle, you know. Things get, you know, get to wherever they got to. I don't know where they got to,
2: but they but, also didn't get to where people assumed they got to, right? Well, that's good, but you know what? Who hasn't
3: had a few too many drinks? Might have kissed the wrong person at a pub or, you know, someone, you know, exactly. who hasn't done that? Well, you get to have your say now. And I'm so glad you do. It's called Running
0: Strong. Uh, Candice Warner, hardcover, soft cover yes. as well, I believe. All the covers. <laughs> <What?
2: All laughs> Not the... only hardcover. Only hardcover. Only hardcover. Oh, cover. I like that. And it's um, it's also an audio book as well. So if you don't like reading, but you like to listen
0: to your mellifluous voice, right? Oh,
2: absolutely. You do the
0: whole. That's, a, that's yeah, that's a positive thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're on
0: Sydney's Triple M. Uh, getting Richards racing tip next. Man's on fire, three in a row. Can you make explosive. it four like explosive? Yeah, yeah, incendiary. Oh, we like that. <laughs> Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Uh, right now, Richard's racing tip: the last three weeks you've been in on fire, and and the big races too. So I think it was the Queen Elizabeth, uh, All Age Stakes. You got right. You got the Doncaster
3: as well. Yeah, uh, you know. There is, a, there is a, uh, an argument to say just keep backing good horses and yeah. they keep delivering. But today I'm going to go to Newcastle, which is the secondary meeting on the <laughs> yes. day. Yes. Um, the, the main meeting, a winner's of course, a is, winner, though. The, That's winners. right. That's exactly right. Um, the main meeting's out at Hawkesbury today, Hawkesbury Cup Day. There's a good support card out there. I love that Hawkesbury meeting. Hey, it's a um, great meeting. I don't love it, and here's why. <laughs> oh.
0: well, at, the, at, the, um, at the track's fine. Watching it. So, anytime I back a horse at Hawkesbury and I'm watching it on the TV, they're running around because the, the camera angle is, is head on, right? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah, ah, oh, I've come sixth. Yeah, I And know. it looks like I'm winning the whole way, and then this thing comes sixth because when of the they, camera angle. It's like when, when you're
2: watching a marathon and you think the person behind is a lot closer yeah, than yeah, they yeah, are, and yeah. then they do a different oh, angle. Oh, he's in you're another like,
3: suburb. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's okay when the sun's out, because you can look at the shadows on the track and see see what the distance is. My contention forever. is I shouldn't have to look <laughs> at the shadows. <laughs> I've had this conversation with various CEOs of the Hawkesbury Race Club over the last 10 years yes. saying... For God's sake, move that camera further away from the track so you get a side-on view Yeah, because that's what the punters like. The punters will actually bet more if they can see where their horse is actually running in, in so a race. So why do
2: they do this? Is this uh, a, like... When they
3: rebuilt the track...
2: Gamble they built... responsibly sort of thing? No, like... they
3: built this stand right on the winning post and then forgot that the camera would have to look directly down the, the straight. So you saw the horses coming head on, not side-on. Okay, It can be easily fixed... They don't seem to want to fix it, but I'm on it, Brendan. I'll Thank get, you so much. I'll, I'll try and get it sorted for no you. Out of pressing matters. I'm likely to get it sorted by this afternoon. That's okay. okay. That's okay,
0: but at least uh, the agenda has been raised. Uh, what's your tip today? Okay, I'm going to, you're going to have to wait all day for this. Oh, no, I hate this. <laughs> it's like a race nine
3: or ten, eight. Eight. Oh, it's the Newcastle. last of the day at Newcastle. Last at Newcastle. Nah, sick. <laughs> I've got a horse in there. People think he's a stayer, and he is. Okay. But I think he's pretty fresh and going pretty well. He's going to be nearly five or six dollars number one Olympic theatre, mm-hmm. I'm going to have something each way. Okay. There you go. Well, if Richard's investing,
0: yep, might be worth And 5 or $6, dollars, that's all right. I'll, I'll wait for that. Because so I'm real race- well in front of the tab at the moment.
2: It's race eight, number one, Newcastle.
0: There you go. That's it. Gamble responsibly. Imagine what you could be buying instead. win. And the South Sydney Rabbitohs scored two tries in the final five minutes uh, to down Premier's Penrith 2018 in a Thursday night classic at a core stadium. A wonderful game. Yes, I know you're looking at me. I'm a Penrith fan. You're a Souths fan, Candice. I get it. We lost. But the game, the quality was unreal. Uh, and this man is Souths coach and must be congratulated. Well done on that win, Jason Dimitri. It was unreal.
1: Morning, guys. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, Yeah, a special night for the club.
2: Jason, what did you approach the game differently to what you had um, approached it? Because it's been, it has been a while since you've beaten the Panthers, and you've been close, but you haven't done it. But on Thursday night, that I mean, it was a special win.
1: Yeah, Candice, we did. We uh, actually approached it as as if we were competing against ourselves, and uh, we took Panthers out of it and focused on uh, being the best version of ourselves we can over the eighty minutes and. One of the other things we spoke about is we need to go after points. Um, you know, we're not going to beat Penrith in a, a 12-10 or a 14-10 game. We, we need to be going after points and looking to score four tries. So uh, it was a bit of a different mindset on how we approach the game. And um, I think we could see that in the last few minutes of the game. But we've got to credit our defence as well. defence has been outstanding the start of the season. And as long as we keep doing that, we give our attack a chance to, to nail games.
3: Jason Richard Friedman here. Mate, Latrell Mitchell was brilliant, 111 metres, um, 14 tackle breaks. You know, he was, he was brilliant. But I can't take my eyes off Cody Walker. He's just so creative. It all seems to happen so much slower for him. And and he can, you know, in, in a matter of a twinkling of an eye, he can win you a match.
1: He can. I think that last try probably sums him up. He's um, probably a bit more structured than people think, but he does have the ability to fall in and out of that. Uh, with his instincts, and he's got the, probably the best instincts in the game. And if you watch the last try that, you know, the ball goes to Latrell, and, and Cody just keeps his feet moving and he sees a bit of space that AJ finds himself in and all of a sudden there he is, not just catching the offload but accelerating in a space. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great way to finish the game and uh, I know Cody will take a lot out of that. Um, you know, we've been close. We've been close to, to beating them several times in the dying minutes. So to finally put one away was, was pretty special.
2: Now, you had Jack Whiten um, at the club yesterday, the new facilities at Maroubra. Was he impressed? Did he like what he saw?
1: He was, yeah. It was um, good meeting him. Uh, Obviously, um, there's been a lot of talk about our interest in in Jack and uh, it was good to sit down and explain what that looks like and, um, you know, what the future might look like if he's Uh, committed to joining the club so yeah it's it's in jack's hands now he's got a big decision to make he's um obviously been a one club player for a long time and i know that are you confident um as confident as you can be i think Mm. but um look we've it's pretty good as a head coach to sit down at the table with players and know what you're presenting them is uh a fantastic opportunity to join a club that's uh got a really stable squad and rich history and um, some real quality players. So it's it's a good selling feature for our club. And um, look, I, I know he'll be happy if he decides to come here and uh, he'll really enjoy his footing.
3: How do you manage the players whose spot he might be taking? How, is that difficult to, to manage or is that just professional players who've got to understand
1: that? Oh, yes and no. I think there's some individual conversations that, that need to be had and making sure that there's some clarity and around what Jack joining the club looks like. But at the same... Time. We're in a high-performance environment. You know, if you if you're playing NRL and you don't have pressure on your spot, then you're not playing in a very good squad. And um, you know, that's how I approach it as a club. It's as a head coach. It's my job to make sure that we're always bringing our players in if it improves the squad. And we didn't go to market at all last year because I didn't think we needed a lot of trust in the players that are in the squad. But we're always on the lookout for that five percent that we can add to the team. And I think everyone would agree that Jack Whiten certainly does that. in in multiple positions as well, which is exciting.
2: Now, you've got these brand-new facilities at Maroubra, um, but the old training and and Redfern Oval, it has such a rich history, like you were just saying before. What did you guys do to maintain that history in the new facilities? Because is it right that, you know, in the off-season, you may have walked some of the stuff from Redfern to Maroubra? Um, How have you gone about making sure that the the boys are really – Yeah, connected to the new building.
1: Yeah, I think that's been a real focus for us. I was at Brisbane when we moved into the new facility up there and uh, I felt we didn't culturally transition into the new building as probably good as they could have at the time and it was something I was really conscious of, especially at a club like South that has so much history. So we did a a tour from, uh, we called it, uh, transition from Redfern to Heffron and um, we walked from Redfern, we took down a lot of the history off the walls and, and put it in boxes, and the guys were in their own teams, and we walked through uh, nine or ten of the junior clubs, and uh, we had someone from those junior clubs and that's connected to both um, the senior club and the juniors come down and talk to us about the history and what the senior club means to the juniors in the area. And, um, yeah, it was a 15-hour hike, a lot of hard work in between it, and um, I was conscious of turning up on the first day at half running the first time the players got to walk through the facility that they walk through it with some um, blood, sweat and tears and some hard work and understand that this is a house that we need to make a home. And to do that, we have to respect our history and we have to bring the culture of hard work and togetherness with us and the players are bought into that outstandingly well. And, um, yeah, it's it's something that we have to continue to talk about and work on as well over the next few months.
0: Sounds like some very nice touches that uh, Jack Whiten would look favourably upon, (laughs) uh, Jason. And uh, look, I hate to turn your attention so quickly to next week. You've just beaten the Premiers, but this is a blockbuster at Suncorp Stadium, the Broncos, taking on your mob, South Sydney, Uh, approaching that much in the same way you did with Penrith. I mean, the Broncos are powerhouse this year as well.
1: Yeah, they are. They've had a great start to the season and they've got some absolute weapons right across the board. And uh, we'll, we'll look forward to it. We'll have... It's a long turnaround, so we'll enjoy this weekend and then we'll get back in on Monday and uh, get our defence on in order again. And as we've seen, our attack will take care of itself. But we we'll go up there with a the defensive mindset and be prepared to play Rabbitohs footy and yeah. um, we'll be confident well, over your, the 80 minutes.
0: Your club looking like world beaters this year. And we thank you for your time this morning, South Coast coach. Jason Dimitri, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. When talking sport 24 7 is barely enough. Did you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin. That's right. Australia have named a 17-man squad for the u- upcoming uh, Ashes series in England. Kicks off June 16. No real surprises. I don't think uh, you got, what, Mitch Marsh coming back into the test squad for the first time in three years. There's was a bit of an unwarranted debate, I think, about your mate's uh, place in there as well, Dave Warner.
2: Yeah, which I'm, I don't know why
0: there would be. It was always going to be the case. This is his last Ashes test.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I know he didn't play very well the last time he was over there, but people also forget that in 2015 series over there, he averaged around 46 or 47. So, look, his form hasn't been the best, I understand mm. that. But when you're going over to England, you need experience as well. So there is the Test Championships first, which kicks off on June 7th. That is against India, I understand that, but it's will be a good um, chance for the Australian team to gel after they've had a break or some players have been over playing T20 in the IPL. So yeah. I think that's going to be a really good start. But this Ashes. Squad that has been announced that is just for the first two tests. Sure. Yes. Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, look, at the, there were a couple of you know batters who were left out that felt they they like who Peter Hanscom.
2: Yeah, Peter Hanscom. Yeah, he play did. Too I mean, bad. he did really well in India, didn't he? Hmm.
3: And the young man who's been scoring all the centuries in uh, Sheffield Shield cricket. Who's that? Uh, you know who it is. I can't remember. Oh, anything.
2: Cameron Bancroft. Yes, Cameron oh, okay. Bancroft. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think Shield cricket is very different to playing. International cricket, but he's been playing well, um, and he, he'll get another chance.
3: I, I totally agree. I think shield centuries, are uh, they're hard to get. I'm not uh, trying to diminish them, but they're totally different. This
1: to is what it sounds
3: like uh, at Sheffield
0: Shield when someone scores a century. Ready?
1: <laughs> yes. Well,
2: <the laughs> reverberating it never, off but concrete, but never used to be. The pressure's is um,
3: totally different, right? Because there's no one at the Shield Games. There's they're not really on TV. Then you know it's 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 not under the scrutiny that test players are under. That's right. And the Lord giveth and He taketh away. Uh, Joseph
0: Sualeli uh, off to rugby union. The Warriors of Lui Dual International and former skipper Roger Tuovasa-Shek back on a three-year deal beginning 2024. That's a coup for the Warriors. Yeah. Andrew
2: Webster. I mean, he's doing some brilliant stuff as coach over there, and I think. It's only going to make them stronger. They've been doing really well this year. Sean Johnson is just killing it for the, for the Warriors. Yeah, That's he's it.
3: rejuvenated. Yeah, Did he what is. he wanted
0: to do over there too, play for the All Blacks. No, uh, It's no definite that he's going to make the World Cup squad, so he's coming back. He was the Dalian medalist back no, in 2018. No. Great player. Great Wonderful kid. player. Great to have him back in the NRL. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix Bendix brakes put your foot down with confidence. That's right. Our uh, great mate Greg Russ from Rusty's Garage podcast. Uh, you can get it for free on the listener app. Uh, you can get Rusty for free right
3: here. Morning, Rusty. Good morning, all. How are we? Ah, uh, we're well, Rusty. Shane Van Gisbergen. Shane, go again. <laughs> Start that again. Shane Van Gisbergen. Now, not too happy with those new generation supercars in round one. He was, uh, A bit critical there, but he's re-signed with Red Bull, so he's not going anywhere. So how does that sort of match up with what he said?
5: Uh, I I actually think what it underscores, Richard, is just how determined he is now in the wake of all of that to try and either win this championship or be a regular in the winner's circle in these cars. So he seems that there was a little moment when they were at the Grand Prix in Melbourne where they'd had a crash in Thursday practice and the team kind of all dug deep, rallied around, repaired the car and got him back in the game. And it reminded him of just how um, good that team are, um, how supportive they've been of him. So the new deal, he's 33 now, the new deal will take him through to at least 10 years with the Triple Eight team, which is a very cool thing. And as, as you know, Richard, they've let him in the last few years go and do little things over summer like Speedway and Rally and stuff, which keeps him, you know, kind of... Um, you know, it gives him a bit of zing when he comes back to the, yes. to the supercar stuff. Yes. I, I, I genuinely think he, he's
3: fired up about this. They're being he's very nice this. to him. Why, why, why would he feel the need to be criticise the cars? That's what I can't work out.
2: Rusty, former Bathurst winner and series champion, and uh, my favourite, Mark Winterbottom, is about to chalk up a special milestone next week when the sport heads to WA for round three.
5: Candice, how would you? Well, I mean, I, he still seems like this young kid out of go karting. That I—that's I when dealing I first the what,
2: knew about Martin you know? to bottom when he was go karting. Little man
3: crush on him, have
2: you? No, he's just been—he's just been so consistent for so long. Back Correct. even when he was at mm. FPR, like he was incredible. Yeah,
3: well done. So My he, assertion was more up. interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's
5: going to rack up six hundred starts, um, which is pretty amazing. Wow. And had it not been. For a, a crash at the round in China back in 2005, he, he actually freakishly hit this metal grate that popped up on the track, and it ripped a huge hole like a tin can in the in the bottom of the car. He was very lucky. Had it not been for that, Candice, it would actually have been 600 straight race starts. Wow. Pretty amazing.
0: That's incredible. And uh, former racer Renee Gracie, uh, who went off and became an OnlyFans star and whose videos I have not seen, is making a return (laughs) to uh, driving. But you haven't
3: seen that. Rusty, no, I haven't. No.
5: (laughs) This is a bit of a uh, polarising subject for for the audience.
3: Well, you better explain what OnlyFans is, Rusty.
5: No, you can do that. (laughs)
0: that. You're
3: you're going to leave that to me. You're a a guru. Yeah, well, he's the one that sells his his feet pictures
0: on there, (laughs) Rusty. So, I mean. You're getting the picture, folks? you get the picture here? I would, I,
5: would, I would be in debt if I ever went on that bloody medium. There's no way. <laughs> you I, you I, pay I, them. No way. So, I mean, she's gone off. She left motor racing basically six years ago, has gone off um, and, you know, made a career for herself there and, and done very well. Good on her. And, and now she's in a position where she can afford to go motor racing again. So she's going to drive a GT car, an Audi in, in Perth next week. It'll be... She, the first time she's actually driven the car, she hasn't had a chance to test it just yet. And, and only fans, because of her uh, her profile or presence, are actually supporting that bit too. And they're going to make a bit of a, a documentary, from what I can gather, uh, the stand guys on on her return. Did, does
2: she racing. go any good? You she know, could at the cars, buy her own team. Yeah.
5: Well, well, I mean, when she drove in in supercars, it was sort of um, mid-level stuff. She she competed in the second tier. She didn't necessarily. Uh, set the world alight, but she's been away for six years now. I don't know what she's done in terms of driver training to get back in the groove, so to speak. So we'll see in Perth next
1: week. But this and is a very different kind the, of car. Yes,
3: she's just been driving her other business.
0: <laughs> uh, all the best to her, and thank you, Rusty. We'll catch you next week, brother. See you soon. Thank, thank you. you. Bendix brakes. Put your foot down with confidence.
3: Lambs, Dead Set Legends. All the big names. Big names. I'd like to hear some more opinions. Strong opinions. Just be careful of splinters if you choose to sit on the fence.
4: Imagine the splinters.
3: Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan
5: Anakin.
1: I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear
3: about it. Richard's List of Grievances. Anyone here live in an apartment? No. Used to though. Does that count? Yes. You'll know about this. Okay. People who get on the strata. Oh, Oh, I've. Oh, this, <laughs> this is juicy.
0: You I feel yeah. it right strongly. Anyone Go who's
3: on. lived in an apartment, if you're out there, if you live in an apartment, you know what I'm talking about. There are certain people on the strata who just live for the rules. They're meaningless, mostly insignificant rules. Are you, mm. gonna, you can't put your bin there. You've got to put it there. You can't use that power. You can't park your car there. And they wander around all day. It's their life's work. It is. Trying to find... And nitpick these little things in your apartment mm. complex. It
2: sounds like these people—they need a hobby.
3: They need a life. They're often
0: retired with not much to do. That's my point. I find. I told one of them that the other day. No, okay. <laughs> that, how did that go? How do you think? Yeah, no, I imagine not too good. No, not okay. too good. Were I they think, though? Were they retired with not much to do? It appeared that way to me.
2: <gasps>
3: He's actually a neurosurgeon.
2: So what what were you doing wrong? That's what I... What were you doing wrong that you wanted to get away with? One of the great twists.
0: That's an M. Night Shyamalan twist. That's wonderful.
3: Never mind what I was doing, right? What I was doing was interfering with nobody's enjoyment of the precinct. Yeah. But he still had to say, you're not allowed to do that. Bad timing with me too. I was in a hell of a mood. So I was, you know, I launched into the tirade. Yeah. I said, you've obviously got nothing better to do. He said, well, I'm actually a neurosurgeon.
0: Well, I'll move my bin. Thank you for your service, oh, sir. I hate
2: snitches. Snitches. So. Get stitches. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, anyway, those people, yeah, those people. they <laughs> annoy me. Desert Particularly legends. that bloke. Now, on Triple M, we'll catch you next week.